Teaching Brute. Today we're talking about SAMR. Now, if that's confusing a lot of you right off the bat, um, if you're not heavily involved in educational technology, you may or may not have heard of this thing. Uh, SAMR is basically a framework with which you can design tasks in your classroom through the use of technology in different ways. It was developed by a man named Dr. Ruben Puentadera um, from the United States. And he was, what he was doing was he was trying to think of a way to enhance the use of technology in the classroom or, and kind of give a framework to how technology can be accessed. And so he came up with, you know, as good educators do, an acronym, SAMR. And the four letters stand for substitution, augmentation, modification, and redefinition. And each of those actually has a, a bit of a guiding sentence that goes along it, with yeah. it. One of the things before we get into that, though, I just want to say, if you do go and do a Google search for SAMR, you'll often find um, something called the SAMR ladder. Yeah. And a lot of the infographics have to do with ladders or reaching a higher rung. And one of the things that Dr. Puentadera pointed out in his workshops is that it's not about reaching the top. No. It's about using what is the right thing for that particular task. And making sure that you recognize that if you're using a substitution, it doesn't make it a lesser tool or a lesser task. Yes. It simply means it's that's the tool needed at the substitution level. Yes. So it could be that, you know what, if you're needing to do some flashcards and you decide to do it digitally, that's a substitution, and that's okay. So without getting too deep into, into, yeah. into actual lessons, just giving you a heads up. Yes. Think of it like a ladder. Think of it like, like almost a concept map, where there's arrows pointing in various directions. And it's not even a spectrum, because a spectrum almost implies bad, you know, level, like a yes. level task. Think of it more like a fluid kind of map. Yeah. And We've it depends got, on where you are on the map. And you can go either direction. So. We've given the fine print. Yeah. Now, what is substitution, augmentation, modification, redefinition? Like, what are those? So I'm going to go for, there's a website out there that has a lot of stuff, but educational technology and mobile learning. Educators, educatortechnology.com is what it is. Are and you going to put that on our... I'll be, that'll be okay. right in our collections. Excellent. Nudge for the collections. Nudge for the collections. Look at our collections. Anyways, um, substitution level, teachers or students are using using new tech tools to replace old ones. Prime example of that, pen replaces, sorry, pen is replaced by Google Docs. Or even Google Docs replaces Microsoft Word. Tech can replace tech. Or cool. tech can replace analog. So it's a direct substitution. Okay. Yeah. Uh, augmentation, it's a, it's a different level. We're still in substitution mentally, but this time with added functionalities. So again, let's use the example of Google Docs. Um, instead of only writing a document and having to manually save it and share it with others, Google Docs provides extra services like auto-saving, auto-syncing, sharing in the cloud, that sort of thing. Okay, so like the fact that I share a Google Doc with somebody else, that's augmenting because right there I'm not emailing something out. We can at both edit or write in real time. Right, so you use a tool that has extra features added to it. Okay, um, so now, that takes care of two. 
Now we get into modification and redefinition, which is where things tend to get a bit different. Yes. Uh, modification is a level where technology is being used more effectively not to do the same task using different tools, but to redesign new parts of the task and transform students' learning. An example of this is using the commenting service in Google Docs to collaborate and share feedback on a task. So it's you didn't have it before, and now because of the use of technology, you have an additional feature that enhances and basically reframes and redesigns the task. Um, and that's a really good example of it is you, you didn't really have the ability to formally comment on like you could verbally comment on someone's or maybe write notes in a margin, but mm -hmm. this time actually commenting on a task. Okay. Um, and you can create a dialogue through that comment feature. Okay. And then the last one is a redefinition. Um, if you're in this level, it's probably going to correspond to synthesis and evaluation as being higher order thinking skills. Redefinition means that students use technology to create imperceptibly new tasks. So there's things they could not do before. As is shown, um, so on this website you'll see a video. When students connect to a classroom across the world, where they would write each write a narrative of the same historical event using the chat and comment section to discuss differences. And they use the voice comments to discuss the differences they noticed. So you were not able to do that without the use of this technology, and now you are. And as a result, the, the, the task is now completely different from what it was before. And one of the things that I want to point out, especially with the modification redefinition levels, is that you're not necessarily using a single app for a single task. Right. It could be there's something out there right now that people are calling app smashing. And, you know, using multiple apps together to create um, a, a new piece of work. Yeah. And that is usually how people are doing a redefinition. Yeah. But just, yeah, it's... Modification and redefinition are often very thought out, very intentional, typically take a fair bit of planning. Substitution and augmentation, the planning involved in those is a bit less because it's literally a, swip, a, a swap. So it, it's a bit different in that way. Um, and we're not saying that's better or worse. We're just simply saying that's just how, it, how it's done. Mm -hmm. So if you're simply swapping out Google Docs or a pen for a pencil for a Google Docs, then it's, it's easy to do. It's just a matter of saying, okay, guys, instead of saying take out your pen, say go get your computers and let's work on this Google Doc. Okay. Um, yeah. So there are several misunderstandings out there about SAMR. In there are. There's quite a, there's a few. Yeah. There are, there are a few. And actually on our collections, there's another little push for the collections, um, we do have some stuff, positives and negatives, about SAMR. One of the ones that I wanted to bring up, though, is um, something that actually somebody that we both know who attended a SAMR workshop with us, and he did a blog posting about the myths of SAMR. So we've already addressed one of them about SAMR being a hierarchy, yeah. which it is very much not. Um, it's quite possible to stay on one particular level. You don't need to be... Schools will often say, well, you should always be reaching for redefinition, and what we learned in our workshop is that is not necessarily a good thing. No. So... Um, another myth, SAMR favors tech-heavy solutions, and that's just not the case. No, I mean, you, could, you might have a task that involves using a pen and a journal in addition to a piece of, a piece of technology as part of the redefinition of the task. 
What if it said pen and a pineapple or an apple? No. Oh, okay. False. 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 Not a thing. Not allowed to play that song in my classroom anymore. (laughs) No. Um, So, yes, it does not have to be tech heavy. That's fine. Number three. Lessons can be rated on the SAMR scale without their curricular context. A lot of people do this. And in fact, one of the criticisms that I found um, was that SAMR fits an old model school as we knew it, not a school as it is becoming. Mm. And it is, not, it is simply incomplete because it doesn't reflect the new realities. And although I can see the point, it's one of those things of, well, you can still use it so long as you're actually always looking at the curricular context. Yeah. And any model needs to have curricular context. Any framework needs curricular context. I mean, this, is, this isn't the savior of you know, technology. This is simply a framework that can be used. And it transcends time in the sense of, like, the ideas behind it aren't, you know, you know 2010 specific mm-hmm. or 2016 specific. Reality is, we have been... Um, augmenting and modifying since the beginning of paper. You know, technically speaking, when we since moved... Since the beginning of papyrus, I think, is what you meant. When we moved from papyrus to paper... It was mind-blowing. Was, that was my, And, and that, was, that was a modification. That it was. And when we moved from, you know, uh, the old-school feather-tipped pens... Quills. Quills to... The, the, the pen, as we see it today, that was a modification. Technology will be updated. The framework still applies to the updating of technology. Yes. Um, and then the final thing is once you reach redefinition, some people think that that's it, you've maxed out that particular technology. But as long as you've got an imagination and as long as you're looking at your unit and your curriculum, it's, it's not done yet. No. And see what new technologies are out there that may enhance the current technology. Let them work together. Yes. For example, um, Google started out with just, you know, similar to Word, Microsoft Word. And then they added a voice uh, recognition ability where you can speak and it'll record the words. Well, you're building on a piece of technology as time goes on. And thus, you can use what the content from that in addition to another app to create a more redefined task. Um, one little example. We'll throw out a few examples here. Yeah. Uh, one example that we've got here. Um, we recorded this actually when we were talking. I've, I've, I've talked to Dr. Puentadera at a steak with the man a few years back. Uh, it was a good steak. It was a good steak, actually. It was a very good one. Uh, anyways, and we talked about how, like, take a basic example of applying the idea of area, which is typically taught in grades two, three, or in more advanced ways, four or five. Um, so, you might start off with substitution of using virtual geo boards to measure area instead of your standard elastic band, kids shooting elastic bands at each other, yada, 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 geo boards. That's not, that's a substitution. Um, well, then you might take those geo boards and put two screens side by side and measure areas of two different shapes you've made on those. There's your augmentation. You've now got the ability to place two, two virtual things side by side or take a traditional geo board, make an object with it, try and produce a similar one with a different area, and then we get an augmentation of it because we can compare the two. Um, for a modification, um, you get to explore the area of, say, in sports. You might explore how area applies to sports. So you might use an iPad and get someone to kick a ball on a video and track and get an app to track the distance it's traveled. And what does that distance mean in the context of the field you're on? 
how did the distance that the ball traveled help you figure out the area of the field? And then you might have, you know, a redefinition. You might get on Skype, and in addition to, like, you might have videoed yourself using that app mm -hmm. to measure the distance. And then you do the exact same thing with someone else through Skype, and to another class across the world, and go, well, how big were your fields? Because ah, football fields are actually different around the world. Same with that. We're, uh, we're Canadian. Hockey rinks in the NHL are different from world hockey rinks. This is true. So you and or using stuff like sports content that you see in the that you see to figure out different measurements. Mm -hmm. And so there's a redefinition of a task there. It involved a couple of different apps, but it still worked, and it's still just in the context of the idea of area. And you're still and you're still dealing with the context, taking the context of soccer fields. You're still dealing with squares and rectangles. It's still the basic fundamental idea of area. Cool. Yeah. So that was just one kind of, and they can get pretty extensive. Like I know heard of one redefinition of a task where uh, a class, I think it was a seventh or eighth grade class, was talking about immigration. Heavy topic. Yeah, and refugees on top of it all. Well, what they ended up doing was they wrote a narrative about what it meant to be a refugee in a refugee camp, and they actually sent those narratives digitally to a refugee in a refugee camp, and he Skyped with the class and giving them feedback about what was correct and incorrect in their narratives. Impossible to do without applications and technology, even basic ones like Gmail and Skype. Yeah. But that was a re that was a more higher order redefinition of a task. And that would be such a powerful learning experience for the kids. Right. So what we're saying is the substitution was right typing out the narrative. Documentation, commenting on the narrative. The redefinition, talking to a refugee through Skype. Mind blowing. Absolutely. Mind blowing. Yeah. So that's kind of Samarin in a nutshell. Um, we'll give you a few little thinking questions to finish you off on this one. Um, what, a few that have crossed our mind in the past little while. First one being, can SAMR be used, can modification and redefinition tasks be used with kids who are, say, three, four, five, six, you know, three to like seven years old? Yeah. Because I've seen them used personally on 8 and Plus. But it's an interesting challenge. Can they be used? Can they create a synthesis of knowledge? Um, there's a little bit of a challenge for you. The second one is, how can you create it in a professional learning way rather than just for kids? So if you wanted to, to coach other Ooh. teachers, how could you use the SAMR, the SAMR ladder to train other teachers? Very interesting. Yeah. So there's just a couple of thinking points. Um, so add them in the comment section below and see what we've done. Have a great day. Enjoy.